This call is being recorded. Hello and welcome to my new show, Searching for Integrity. My name really is John Smith, and I am searching for people with integrity. Why? Because America suffers from IDD, Integrity Deficit Disorder. Today we have as our guest, Mr. Andrew Wellborn, a Nashville recording artist and songwriter with his new single, Born American Pride. Are you there, Andrew? I am here, Mr. Smith. How are you doing today? It's a pleasure being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's my pleasure. And I uh, think that I will start with an easy question. Are you still living in Nashville? You know, sir, I, I don't reside currently in Nashville. I'm actually up here in northeastern California, a little uh -huh. town called Susanville, just north of Reno, Nevada. Um, we go back and forth to Nashville to do our work, but obviously with today's current conditions, with the virus going around, uh, it's made it a little difficult to travel back and forth. And, of course, uh, Nashville is one of many cities, and of course, uh, the music industry is one of many industries that's currently kind of shut down at this point. Huh, I didn't know that. Yes, sir. But uh, we've been up here in northeastern California for several years. Um, you know, there's an interesting story behind the song that I have out and the, that I have currently released. Uh, it is called Born American Pride. It's a song that uh, my father and I kind of collaborated on several, several years ago. And, you know, recently, within the last few years, my father, he actually passed away. And what makes that song very, very significant uh, to myself and really felt the need to get it out there to the folks across America was the fact that he did pass, and it was the last song that we collaborated on. So rather than just letting that particular song just sit on the shelf, as we say, we went out there and we recorded it. Great. Sometimes um, you receive input from people that have passed and you don't really know it. You, you think you think it's your thought, but it's not. It's somebody else giving you the thought. Yes, yes. You know, um, over the years up here in California, um, people in California have been very, very good to me. Um, part of my background is a law enforcement background up here in the northern part of the state and three different locations. But uh, I'm originally from the state of Texas. Um, actually, I lived in the Denton area uh, for a lot of years, grew up there. I uh, went to school there for uh, several years uh, before coming out here to the state of California. And uh, I landed in a place called San Luis Obispo. And back when we landed in San Luis Obispo, there was a lot of folks that didn't even know where San Luis Obispo, California is. Now you come out to California, it is more a desirable location, and folks actually know where San Luis Obispo is. But that's really where it began. And uh, I followed my father out here uh, due to his work, and I ended up staying. I met a girl, and the rest is history, as we are saying. But the music aspect of it began in Tascadero, California, where we recorded our first song, which was called Just a Little Thing, which we're getting ready to release here real soon within the next couple months. Yeah. And uh, most folks can find most of our releases at andrewwellborn.com. But it's, uh, it's a great story uh, for the most part. We are 
just taken a lot of songs that um, have not been recorded, not been released, uh, and uh, doing it ourselves independently, working with some great people, great folks out in Nashville, Tennessee, who have welcomed us, embraced us, and given us an opportunity to do this. And we're very grateful. Well, it's a bit of a surprise. Um, we have something in common. Uh, I uh, went to, after I got out of the service, uh, I started up there at North Texas State University, is what you called then. Yes, sir. And I, my twin sons were born then as a, as a, uh, as a freshman mm -hmm. <laughs> on the GI Bill. Oh. Yep. I have a, a question here about politics. It's very, very interesting. Um, you're well known, it says, in California conservative radio talk show host and an experienced political campaign spokesperson. Could you elaborate a little bit on that for me? Sure. Up here in Northeastern California, um, it's a very large region. And when most folks think about California, when they think about Northern California, most, uh, including the people in California, think that, you know, San Francisco the Bay Area is what Northern California is. I mean, it's actually a Central California. But there is a northern part of the state that extends all the way up, obviously, to the Oregon border. And then, of course, uh, we border Nevada. And um, we have a pretty big region up here. We do a local radio political talk show called the 503 Report uh, up here in Northeastern California on 93.3 JDX, KSUE Sierra Broadcast Company. And we've been doing the radio program for the last um, 10 years. But really what's, what created the opportunity to do this radio talk show was, as you mentioned, um, I am a law enforcement officer. I've been very, very uh, within the prison system of the state of California. I've been very active with an organization known as the California Correctional Peace Officers Association, which represents the correctional peace officers of the state of California. And the organization throughout its history is well known as a pretty uh, influential um, organization within the legislature and the political scene with the state of California. And as a result of that, I have worked on many, many, many campaigns as an operative, per se, uh, on behalf of the organization, on behalf of our members, and different capacities with different political campaigns from governor's races all the way to uh, United States congressional races. And then, of course, even holding the position of um, presidential county chair representatives. And um, as a result of many, many years working within the professional law enforcement, obviously it's very, very important that the issues and the interest of the public are expressed to individuals that are running for office. And whenever we lock into a campaign, yes, I've, I've been out there working on the forefront for many years for different political candidates for different offices. It's been a great experience. Uh, I have some lifelong friends within the industry, and then, of course, I have some very, very good friends that currently serve uh, for the people of the state of California representing the viewpoints of, of this region. Now, when most people think of California, they think of the left coast and some of the wackiness that's going on across America today. But up here in our region, up here in the northern part, we, we tend to be 
a little bit more conservative than most folks think. And um, unfortunately, uh, many, many of the people of California are, are starting to leave the state of California because of the political policies that are instated in our legislature or just being taken on. And I, I could talk all day long about why I think that's the case from from term limits to other issues. But the reality is, is most folks are beginning to sell, pick up stakes, and leave the state of California and move to more friendlier locations, more conservative locations. And as a result, we're starting to see um, the voices of conservatism beginning to disappear because, well, quite frankly, we're just not here anymore. But once upon a time, the state of California, believe it or not, had a more conservative point of view on policies and certain issues. I see. Uh, I noted that um, you're being a, um, a well-known host, probably gives you the uh, opportunity to expose political rhetoric by being ahead of the curve with national topics on your talk show. Yes, sir. Is that true? Is that right? Tell me how you get ahead of the curve. Well, you know, many years of this, this is the curve. Um, <laughs> you know, the, it's the proverbial game of politics. I'll just call it what it is. Um, there's a business behind politics. Um, there are tactics behind the game of politics. The uh, When I say the game, I'm talking more so the business and the industry side of it. Political issues... Traditionally, my experience with um, many a couple of decades of doing this, my experience has been that you know topics and issues don't rarely change for the most part; they're just redefined. And um, and so what that means is, by working in the industry, I'm able, for my audience purposes, I'm able to point out to to the audience whenever it's something that is about to come out that is predictable, meaning an issue is going to be redefined. It's not that difficult, like I said, for somebody like myself or many people in our industry to recognize the the spin that's going to be placed on uh, a topic or an issue. And so it makes it kind of easy to spot it very quickly before it happens or make the prediction that this is what's going to happen, this is how it's going to happen, this is how a particular individual or a candidate is going to say it, because I've been there so many times with candidates um, saying it on their behalf. And with the climate in the political world today, you know, you know sir, yeah, I'm, I might just kind of go off on a little sidekick here for the most part, but you know, once upon a time, we, we used to be able to have a truthful, hard message, hard campaign, meaning that if it was the truth, it was the truth. It wasn't necessarily dirty campaigning if it happened to be the truth. But in today's environment, we've gotten into just blatant lies. It doesn't matter if it's the truth for the most part. It's just a blatant lie. And with the media aspect of it and modern campaign political messaging, once the lie is put there on somebody, then the campaign is busy trying to discredit the lie. But the reality is is that oftentimes the lie begins to stick because of the traditional thought of 
what we believe about candidates, what we believe just by by a sense of nature, um, just our normal thought process, we're going to we're just going to begin to think that it's truthful, and we're beginning to see that trend. I think just across America, whether it be at the national level or local level, it doesn't really matter. So the tactics that are used by the political business um, haven't really changed. The key is how the messaging is being incorporated within the tactic. And with that knowledge and understanding and experience, it, it makes it pretty easy for me to, quote-unquote, get ahead of the curve a little bit with my audience and be able to talk about something before the media picks it up. Well, I can tell you that I'm one of the ones that listens, and I see and hear uh, uh, double standards, uh, misinformation. Um, it's It just amazes me uh, how people will listen to that and, and believe it. Uh, it um, also concerns me that uh, people don't really care what's being said. They, they're into to the mind game of they want free stuff. Everything's free. Everything's got to be free. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, ed whatever it is, education, you name it. And and I've, you know, I'm I'm an old uh, school guy, and you you, you got to earn uh, what you have. And then when you once you do that, you can then share it. Certainly, mm -hmm. I had a note here that you, um, it better said I think because it said you were actively engaged. It, it allowed you to learn and understand. I like this part, to learn and understand the art of political messaging. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that yes, stood sir, out that, that way. That's uh, pretty much what I was trying to explain. And, uh, you know, some people that are in the industry that just heard my explanation will understand. And then, of course, other people are like, oh, no, don't say that. You, know, you can't reveal these secrets. Uh, this is how we uh, get over on people. This is how we... This is how we get that message out there how we want, you know, to do it. But it's not that hard. As an old school individual like yourself, sir, uh, I, I was I was raised in this business by very 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 smart individuals. And uh, you know, when it comes down to ideologies like you're speaking about, um, we've lost this sense in America, I believe, of exactly what you just said: waking up in the morning, go to work earn, build your way up, um, set a path, working hard. We, we've taken that aspect out of it. Oftentimes, we want to blame everybody and everything except for our individuals, or should we say our individualism. There's a phrase we use on my talk show all the time, sir. We, I say this, quite frankly, because it's true for all the individuals that have hate across America. Well, listen. If you have hate in America today, you might want to try to step outside of America and do some traveling and see where real hate and, and where um, opportunities do not exist. The only guarantee that we have in America today is opportunity, and we've forgotten that opportunity comes with hard work. And one of the phrases that we use all the time is, is that, sure, we have opportunity in America. Sure, this is a great nation where we can pursue our goals and our dreams. But this is also the only nation in the world where you can be everything and anything except for maybe exactly what you want to be. And that's key, is understanding that you have, when you reach a point in your life pursuing goals and dreams, and it's not working, 
which is probably the case for the majority of Americans, then you need to do a good old football audible. Change your path. Change your direction. Find the direction that you need to go down. Rather than blame everybody for your inability to succeed within the area that you want to succeed in. Not everybody's going to be a successful actor. Not everybody's going to be a successful sports athlete. But you can be successful in other areas. But you have to work at it. You have to kind of figure out that path. And sometimes, as most very experienced and successful business leaders in America know, sometimes you have to scrap have to scrap the plan or scrap the, this business. You've got to cut your losses and, and, and move into another direction. So I would have to agree with you 100%, I think, uh, the young minds today. But at the same time, a lot of this is, has to do with some of the messaging that's being incorporated. Corporations today uh, have gotten very, very good at hiring individuals like myself in, 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 in the field of consulting to be able to consult messaging. Some of the actions that you're starting to see within the media and the corporations comes directly out of the political campaign messaging. And it's interesting for me to see this um, because of the years of experience uh, working in the political business. But it's all wrapped up in today's America for the purpose of you know, fundamentally changing America. Meaning that you could find this, we could do some old school um, history with Karl Marx. That's how far back this goes. And I'm, I'm happy to see finally that people are starting to reveal uh, Karl Marx and talk about Marxism in the media these days. And, of course, if you do it on social media, if you do it on Facebook, they, they quickly kind of interrupt you. And they quickly, um, well, I, I experience it all the time on my Facebook Live. Uh, we get into that circle of death, as they say, and they freeze and and um, try to interfere with the broadcast. But in, in today's society, what we're seeing today is is basically a political campaign that is designed to sway America, but it's being done by the media companies rather than consultants and former consultants like myself. Uh, on a individual campaign basis. Have you thought uh, about running for, say, local office yourself? Yeah, I've, I've, I have been approached many times over the years uh, to seek the office. In my younger days, um, running for office was, was very much so in the forefront. I'm happy to say these days, um, I think I, I can do a little bit better for, for folks by doing what I'm doing, by working with great candidates, um, working with my radio program, uh, talking about the issues up here in this region. Um, we are the largest broadcast in this region, which means that all the roads for Northeastern California come through our broadcast, come through our radio station that we broadcast out of, which mm -hmm. gives us the opportunity to discuss issues with all candidates. It doesn't matter. Uh, any candidate running for governor uh, any candidate running even for the presidency of the United States, if they want this region of Northern California, they come to us. That's, that's the fortunate position that we're in. But um, running for office is, is, is something that 
it makes it it's, it's a little tough out here in the state of California because we have what's called term limits, and that was passed uh, in the um, in the mid early 90s. It took effect in the late 90s, which I believe has been the demise of the state of California because of term limits. Because uh, we're losing our political history, we're losing our legislative history, and so we have young minds that are coming in thinking that they are new ideas, but they're old, horrible ideas that have never worked in the history of nations that have incorporated these ideas. So the idea and the thought for myself running for office, who knows, um, maybe at some point. But in the meantime, we're just uh, doing what we're doing on behalf of the folks by bringing the messaging and bringing the campaigns and bringing good, hopefully qualified candidates. That's the key, qualified candidates, not just right. Not just candidates to fit the mold, but qualified right. candidates to the voters up here in this region. Sure. Qualified candidates will be those that, uh, as you were saying, that when they see the play and the play is not going to work, it needs to be changed. Yes, sir. And and But there are deaf ears, tons of deaf ears in, in Washington, D.C. With, with respect to the other side. And uh, that, that bothers me uh, a great deal. Let me, let me uh, end this with a with a question and uh, talking about audibles who was who's the quarterback you used to hear say Omaha Omaha <laughs> have been Miss old Peyton Manning Peyton Manning you got him <laughs> hear <laughs> Omaha you know something different's coming <laughs> we, you knew it <laughs> that's right <laughs> and the defense had to shift otherwise they would lose <laughs> <laughs> And uh, that was a lot of fun watching him. And I was in Denver for a while. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, he's, uh, you know, he's one of those guys that will go down in history as uh, is a good one. Um, Andrew, we've had a good time today. Oh. I have. Um, thank you very much for visiting. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, sir. It, it was a pleasure. And hopefully, um, hopefully your audience, your listeners, um, you know, understand some of the things that we're talking about because it's very, very important. It's very, very important that we recognize the lies. It used to be called the spin. It used to be called, you know, the wag the dog. But it's just blatant lies. And, and you know, all sides do it. I'm not pinpointing just one side. I, I point out my side. And I point out my conservative side. And I say, no, you're going too far. That's a lie. We, we don't need a lie. We just need to tell the truth. Once upon a time, in conclusion here real quick, if I can wrap this up, you know, we used to agree as a nation on 80, 85 percent of um, viewpoints, and then we would disagree on 15, 20 percent. But what we always were able to do was come together on that 80, 85 percent and move the country, move the state, move your governments forward. But the problem is, is the 15 percent, the 10 percent that we are disagreeing on, we're making it 100 percent of the issue and we're overpolarizing it because we're making the 10 to 15 percent issues that we probably will never agree on as a nation. And we need to come to just the basic terms of, well, we just need to agree to disagree on this issue and move on with what we agree with. That's what's missing, I believe, in the United States Congress today. We're overpolarizing the issues that we will never agree on, thinking that we need to fix something rather than just to continue to make this nation strong and keep this nation successful based on what we agree on. Andrew, please tell our uh, listeners how to find you. 
It's real simple. That's andrewwellborn.com, A-N-D-R-E-W-W-E-L-L-B-O-R-N.com. Great. Thanks for being here. And um, thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Tuning in. Happy trails to all.